Hey everyone, welcome to the Fight Club Podcast. We exist to help men fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. Today I want to talk to you about fighting passivity with discipleship. When I was younger, some of my favorite shows were The King of Queens, uh, Seinfeld, and uh, King of Queens in particular starred Kevin James, and he was he acted as a man who lived in Queens. He was married without kids. He worked for UPS, uh, or it wasn't UPS. It was a company that was supposed to look like UPS. But Kevin James, his character, uh, is is char- he's characterized as this passive guy who is scared of his wife. Um, he's irresponsible. He's pretty pretty much an idiot is how they portray him. He spends most of his time that he's off of work with his buddies drinking and playing games. Um, and, and this is, you know, I used to not pick up on this stuff, but this is why this show and others like it, like Seinfeld, they used to be my favorite. But I've, to be honest, I've kind of come to resent these these shows because I think that they are kind of an attack on on men and what God has designed men to be. These shows, and, and these are old now, like today's shows are, are even worse. They encourage men to be passive wimps who only care about themselves. And there is a scary trend in entertainment, in the entertainment industry of how men are portrayed. Uh, they used to be portrayed as strong leaders who cared about people, uh, and now they're portrayed as passive idiots, and their women are the leaders who put up with their idiot men. That's simple. That's If you watch a variety of shows, that's what you will get as a picture of men. This is really sad. And this is a direct attack on God's design for men. There are so many negative messages being sent to our men and our young boys. The results of this have been devastating. And this is happening because men are not fighting the spiritual battle. We cannot forget that there is a spiritual battle going on. That's the whole reason for this podcast is because I see that men are not fighting the spiritual battle. And here's the thing, guys. Passive soldiers will get hurt or be killed or even worse. Their passivity will get others hurt or killed. Now think about that and apply it to the spiritual battle. It's no different. And this problem really goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. We often blame Eve for being deceived by Satan and eating the forbidden fruit and guys like to joke around that that it was the woman's fault for the fall of man. But Adam was right there and Adam did absolutely nothing. There you have the first example of passivity. Some say the first sin was Adam's passivity. And I think you can, you know, kind of make a good argument for that. But Adam should have stepped in. He should have spoke the truth of God's word, but he did nothing. So you can thank him. Uh, You inherited your sin nature, not just because of Eve's eating of the fruit, but because of Adam's passivity. 
There's something to chew on there for a minute. But your enemy, we've already discussed who our enemy is. It's not our wives. It's not our kids. It's not our bosses or even our political opponents. The enemy, Satan, cannot make you be passive. But his strategy is to do everything in his power to discourage you and to keep you passive. One of his greatest weapons in his arsenal of evil is making men passive. Our greatest threat, the greatest threat to humanity is not the terrorist with a bomb strapped to his chest. It's not the other political party. The greatest threat to humanity is passive men. So what's the remedy? What's the answer to all this? First, let me tell you what is not God's remedy to passivity. And that is being an oppressive jerk. That's just sin on the opposite side, the opposite end of the spectrum. It seems like guys think they only have two options. They either do nothing or they become basically an oppressive authoritarian jerk. And, and those, are, those are so polar opposite each other and they're both completely off the charts wrong. What happens is we become passive often until we get ticked off, we get mad about something, and then what do we do? We overreact and we respond with anger. And so we, we, we're passive and then we overreact when things don't go well. Guys, we are guilty of doing this in our homes, in the workplace, on the ball field, and sadly, even in the church, in many other places, in whatever you can think of. We like to wait until something breaks, and then we try to fix it. And that is totally backwards. That's like hearing a bad noise coming from your car, driving down the road, and then you just turn up the radio so you can't hear the noise. Um, if you listen, if you're alert, there are noises taking place in our world that are screaming, we're broken. And all we're doing is turning up the noise. We either drink more beer or we watch more football or we go into uh, gambling or we just work on our cars or whatever. We just turn up the noise in our lives to ignore the problems. That's passivity. I am telling you, I guarantee you, it is easier to prevent problems than trying to fix them. It is much more effective to build health and strength than trying to repair brokenness. Health and strength, though, is not built in a moment. It can't be bought. It can't be uh, built in an, at an event or an experience. It can't be built um, on Sunday mornings or going to church once a month, health and strength are built in our daily habits. And what I mean by that is our daily rejection of passivity and our daily investment in people's lives. We, um, God, so God's answer, God provides us a model on how to do that. His answer to passivity is discipleship. Now, the word discipleship is not actually in the Bible, but it is based on a word, disciple, which is in the Bible. And the word disciple simply means student. Uh, 
Um, and the word discipline doesn't mean to punish. It means to teach. So when we think dads, if you're thinking about being trying to reject passivity as a father, when disciplining our kids doesn't mean beating them. It means teaching them, training them up in the way they should go. So this is based on the old Jewish system of training men, which was discipleship. There was a rabbi, which means teacher, and a disciple, which means student. The disciple would follow the rabbi everywhere he went, and they would learn from him. This is the model that Jesus provides for us. If we read the Gospels, he spent most of his time with about 12 men and some women, later on became his disciples, and he trained them through teaching and through just living life together, through life experiences. They watched him perform miracles. They watched him care and have compassion for people. They watched him debate false teachers and they watched him suffer and die for the world. These are just a few of the examples of how Jesus taught his disciples. Now, we, re- we need to remember Jesus, he was not married and he did not have kids. So my first message is for the guys who are married and have kids, if you're married and you have children, they are your first disciples. They're not my disciples. They're not your the Sunday school teachers' disciples or the youth pastors' disciples, they are your students, whether they want to be or not. <laughs> and often they are reluctant disciples, right? Now, here's what I don't want you to do. Don't call a family meeting and demand that everyone submit to your leadership. That is like just dumb. Uh, if you have to demand followers you will never have followers. You simply just start by, by teaching in, in the midst of regular life. And you, you, you teach by leading by example. Um, if you are worked up and anxious all the time, guess what? Your little disciples and your wife will be worked up and anxious all the time. If you handle life um, with steadiness and peace, and trusting in God, your disciples will follow that lead. Um, you have to show them what is important. So are you going to show them that school is important and they need to be there every day um, and then only show up to church once a month? Guess what? They're going to they're gonna take on that, that idea of what's important. You have to show them the difference between right and wrong. Little lies matter. If you are telling them not to lie and then they see you lie on your taxes or lie to get a better deal on a car or something like that, they're going to pick up on what you show them, not what you tell them. Um, But we also have to listen and invest in our disciples, whether it's our wife, our kids, um, our neighbor, our friends, our co-workers, uh, kids that you teach in Sunday school, whatever, wherever you're, you, whoever you are around in life. Um, here's the thing. God values men and women equally. But if you study the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, he has designed men 
and he has called men to lead. It doesn't mean that women can't lead in certain situations. It doesn't mean that women are not valued as much as men. Uh, but he has called you to not be passive, but to lead. He has not called us to lead like drill sergeants or tyrants. He has called us to lead like Jesus, the greatest leader and disciple maker in history. So read the gospels over and over. If you want to get an idea of how a real man leads the way. And as you do that, you will not find John Wayne, nor will you find Jerry Seinfeld. You will find God the Son making disciples God's way. Passivity will win zero spiritual battles. That is a losing record, obviously. Zero battles will be won with passivity. So God has called you to go and make disciples of all people. If you have family in your home, you need to start with them. If you don't have a wife or children, you need to start with those that you are close with. And then maybe God will call some of you to go across the world to make disciples. Um, there's nothing passive about being a missionary. But start, start off by focusing on a few Family first, then maybe a couple of more. Um, guys, this is why our church has disciple groups. Maybe other churches have small groups of some form. Usually they do today. That's the purpose of them. Uh, we have to be intentional about these things. There's the, and so it's meant to be this, this chain reaction out into the world from the church out into the world. So we, need, we are called to follow Jesus. You can't be passive and follow Jesus. That requires activity. Um, and then we are called to lead like Jesus. So that's it for today. Uh, so I, I hope you will take some time to pray about these things and think about how you can fight passivity with discipleship. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.